From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up War Chair presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, maybe you crazy people weren't that crazy. Should Florida State have opted out of that bold debacle? Any solutions out there on the horizon to fix this broken bowl system? And that's the team you would go to battle with in 2024 if you don't hit the portal hard. So just how hard must Florida State hit the portal? Wake Up Board Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida, cptallybar.com, the website. You can always hit the QR code on your screen. We'll take you right there on the internet. Got to get in your vehicle, though, to check out the good stuff at 2475 Appalachia Parkway. Monday, half-pound Black Angus Burger comes with a side dish of your choice. Straight fries, curly fries, tater tots, side salad, all the good options, all at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Only $8.99 from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. I, I don't know. Are they are they rocking and rolling on New Year's Day at the CP, Corey? That's a great question, Aslod. I'm going to go ahead and assume yes. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you're looking for something to do, go head up to Corner Pocket, and if they're not open, are bad. Uh, but I don't see – I feel like they would be because of all the football. Mm, lots of football. Yeah. Lots of football. Football always on the mind over at Warchant.com. Head over to Warchant.com. Subscribe. Hit the uh, thumbs up if you're listening to us on YouTube. Five-star rating and review as we – Breakthrough into a new year, everybody. So happy 2024 to everybody. Health and happiness to everybody out there other than whoever at the media hotel stole my charger from my MacBook mm. and the two individuals that were at the power rack at the UFIT in Dana on Saturday that hogged the entire thing for 45 minutes, Corey, doing deadlifts using mm. nothing but the barbell. <laughs> it was outrageous. Oh, man, that's big time. They're getting swole. Yeah, that uh, that, that set the stage for uh, my angst. Yeah, uh, yeah that what happened the rest of the day, yeah. yeah. I don't even know how to attack this, Corey, but obviously everyone knows uh, Florida State played in the Orange Bowl and lost 63-3 to against Georgia. Um, I guess it was everyone's worst fear realized, imagined. I know all of it, nobody picked Florida State to win that game on the panel for the War Chain Report on staff, but you know, I guess we were hoping that Maybe you know that defense would rise up a few times, but even that defense was hollowed out even further since the last time we all spoke, everybody. But uh, I don't know. I guess just overall 10,000-foot view right now, Corey, the day after the game. It's Sunday as we record this for you folks for your New Year's Monday show. Um, anything kind of resonating in your mind any further after you know ruminating on it for another day? Yeah, you know, I had a lot of time to think, Aslan. I drove uh, from – after the game, I drove to Tallahassee that night. Uh, Stephanie – well, Stephanie was a trooper. She she only slept like the last hour and a half of that drive and then had all five hours on Sunday driving back up to Atlanta to think about it. And I came to the conclusion uh, they should have declined the bowl invite. <laughs> And that's not a joke. So everybody like, was right. Everybody was right when they said protests at the game. Out, I right? don't even think it should have been. A, yes, obviously it would have. It would have felt like a protest. But I, in, in with hindsight, um, you know, I thought Ira wrote a really interesting column, uh, a good column, but also uh, it, something I hadn't thought of when he was talking about when he wrote about I guess two days before the game that how pivotal this this whole I don't know next week and a half are well the whole off season, right. but like. When it happened, when they were snubbed, 
and it was the biggest heartbreak probably any of those guys had ever faced as football players, anyway, um, the coaches were all out recruiting. Like Norvell was in the room with them, but then later that night I think he had two in-home visits. I know Adam Fuller was in Orlando. Atkins was apparently on the West Coast. Like, I felt – because it was so unprecedented. Hmm. I feel like there could have been – if this was going to be the end result when you're, when you're losing 30 players – I think you have to speed up this process very, very quickly. I don't even know if it could have happened. But in that team meeting, and I know Norvell loves to compete, and I know he didn't know who would all be there and who wouldn't be there. But you knew as soon as they weren't in the playoff, okay, Keon and Verse are done. Mm. They're not playing. Um, maybe Johnny's out. Maybe Trey's out. And then it ended up being all of them, essentially, that were, were draftable. In that moment, maybe poll the team. Because – and see if they want to play with the people that are uh, prospective draft picks having to decide, hey, guys, would you play in this Orange Bowl? Do you think you want to play in this Orange Bowl? Uh, Tate, we might be recruiting somebody else to be quarterback, but would you play in this Orange Bowl if we play? Um, And, again, this is all in hindsight. This is certainly not something I was saying three days ago. But it was 63-3, to folks. That wasn't a football game. That was absolute, utter nonsense. It didn't belong on TV. I feel really bad, and I'm not being uh, – I don't don't know. I'm not being patronizing at all. I feel bad for the people that went down there to watch that. Georgia fans, too, really. I mean, yay, you got to celebrate your team. other, Other than the Georgia fans that started doing the mock war chant. I don't feel bad for those people. Well, right, yeah. I mean, come on, guys. Give me a flipping break. But like I told you, they're also probably Braves fans, That's so true. they're they're good. But that was actually a cool part, is when they started doing the mock war chant, the Florida State fans that were left, the the marching Chiefs started playing, and the Florida State chants that were le- fans that were left started doing it too, but defiant, not a mock war chant, defiant, a real right. war chant. Because, yeah, man, that team deserved um, something like that, I guess. They didn't deserve um, – what, what ended up – no, they didn't. That ended That's up being heartbreaking. On Saturday. It's heartbreaking to think just how talented this team was, uh, how impressive their resume was, and then that's how it had to end. It was um, an indignity, right? Yeah, I, I just think it was an utter indignity to what that team was. And if that was the team that was going to take part in a New Year's Six game, is if 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 you had any inkling that it was going to look like that, there, that was just preposterous, and it was an abomination, and it didn't belong. Uh, at, being called a college football game. Their winning streak's over because of that nonsense. Now, look, two sides being equal, Georgia fully healthy, Florida State fully healthy. Georgia pro- is favored in the game. They'd probably win it, but it would not have It would have been really close. It would have been a fourth-quarter game, and that was literally, like I said, I wrote it, and I said it on the War Chant rap. That was the varsity playing the JV. That was like, uh, let's keep it Tallahassee. That's like Leon High's junior varsity going and playing Lincoln's varsity. That's what that was, and nothing more. But why even go through that? Like, if that was what – because what was gained, man? What 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 positive came from it? Nothing for Florida State, unfortunately. Nothing. Um, like, yeah. Brock Glenn looked a little bit better than he did against Louisville. He still had three turnovers, yeah. like it, and he didn't throw a touchdown. You, you scored three points. If you're just going to not show up, if you're not going to have the requisite players to compete – then I, I just think it in hindsight, again, I know this is all in hindsight. I'm saying this on New Year's Eve. Uh, I was not saying this on December 5th, although I kind of thought it a little bit. Uh, I didn't think it would be – I didn't think you'd have this many guys out. But, 
I mean, you're down 30 guys. You were down 13 starters, really 14, because all your, your whole defensive line was done. Um, you know, we Fisk, Farmer, Lovett all sat out. Well, only two of them are considered starters because you don't start three defensive tackles. You get the point. Um, so, what was the what what was the point of going down there? Yeah. What was yeah. the point of going down there? And if you had declined the bowl invite, you still get the money from the ACC. Like somebody from the ACC would have gone to the Orange Bowl. I think that's why they – you know, remember how they – the day it happened, the ACC was scrambling to fill bowl slots because mm-hmm. they had no idea that Florida State was going to go to the Orange Bowl. So I'm sure they already had Notre Dame or somebody else slated to go to the Orange Bowl and then had to reshuffle everything when Florida State was left out, and then they got sent to the Orange Bowl. Just Florida State could have said, no, we're good. Keep the same uh, keep the same uh, bowl uh, – the bowl schedule that you had already because that was just an abomination. It was pointless and worthless and – uh, did not did, did only harm, not much harm. Look, it was a stupid exhibition game, but it was sixty three to three. Yeah, that team, Florida State, has the indignity of suffering the worst bowl loss in college football history. Mm. If that was if that was anywhere on the table, don't go. Mm. That's all. That's all. I got. I get mad thinking about it just because this te- this season was so special, and I feel like that was just utterly pointless. Just pointless. It was a pointless competition I mean I will say this I don't want to you know dive too far into the you know the armchair quarterback and the decision to play in the game or not but I think no matter how dark this seems and this offseason is going to be pretty rough until we start seeing some portal guys jump in the ship and then we start believing that you've replaced though the talented guys you've lost with with new blood if you will but I mean if they would have opted out of that like the, the tag of being a quitter would have stuck around this program a lot longer than the stink of 63-3. to Now, I guess that's going to stay in the record books forever until next bowl season when Georgia pounds on somebody if they don't make it into the uh, yeah. the playoff. But I, I think it was a really bad day of PR. I think all the sort of sympathy that you might have had, like it was just so overwhelmingly bad that I think it, more so than it being, man, Florida State really got screwed. Had you gone out there and maybe – competed and lost, you know, 31 to 14. You would have seen some flashes. I think a lot of it nationally unfortunately became, well, this is why they didn't belong in the bowl game. Because when you talk about fully healthy, still an underdog against Georgia, I man, I think about like Jordan Travis. When I think about this team at its whole, I don't I don't think about what happened after that North Alabama game. I think even with Jordan, uh, it would have still been like an uphill battle obviously, but um just an indignity as you said. Uh, and, and I just think that, unfortunately, too many people are using this now as, you know, see, we, we want to avoid this sort of stuff. And it's like, how can you? And I don't think it's – and I don't know if it's being disingenuous, Corey. I really don't think it is um, because I don't think they realize just how good this Florida State team was. I think it's just like a lazy, easy, convenient yeah. kind of – Well, di- call it what you want. It's uh, factually incorrect. It's, yeah. It is – maybe it's not disingenuous because that implies they have some ingenuity – I guess, um, the people that think like that. Look, it was people that say that this proved anything. That's the whole point. It didn't prove it, – it was it was utterly pointless. It didn't prove anything for Georgia either. Um, it, it for, sir, That was not the Florida State team that even played against Florida. Again, they were down 13 starters from the Florida game, um, including two quarterbacks. Well, one – yeah, I guess Jordan didn't count because he was already out. So you're down to your third-string quarterback, uh, down 12 other starters – and you're playing, uh, you know, the University of Georgia. That they, was pretty darn whole. Yeah, right. They had three guys opt out. Um, and so it, it just, again, man, I, I, it, it, I, and I, I know I'm being reactionary because of what, I, what just happened. But there, when you looked at that roster, Aslan, when you looked at that defense run onto the field, 
uh, in the offense, quite frankly. There, there's no scenario when you look at what Georgia was putting out on that field in the starting 22 and what Florida State put out on that starting 22 that it was going to be remotely competitive. Well, could have been, I could have been 50 to 10. Yeah, could have been 44 to six, but you were not going to be in that game. You couldn't. Brock Glenn against a fully a fully loaded Georgia defense with no none of his starting wide receivers and no starting running backs. Good luck, and you're tight in. Like Florida State at full strength with Brock Glenn at quarterback, with ever all the other weapons, they can move the ball and score. Not enough to beat Georgia, but they could have moved the ball and scored some, yeah. and kept the clock running maybe. But without that, man, it was just. Um, it was. Just, it played out kind of how I was hoping it wouldn't, but expected it would. Um, and so the reality is the the real talking point here is again that the reason I bring up in hindsight just having declined because if you declined, sure, man, I guess you could say people would say you you quit. Well, half your team did anyway. Mm. Uh, and I'm not calling them quitters. Please understand that, guys. I'm just saying they 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 gave up the rest of the season. Uh, I understand it. We've talked about it. Thought I made a good point today in my column, Aslan, that's on the website right now. Mm. People give all these players grief for opting out. Uh, Mike Norvell didn't coach in the Cotton Bowl, did he? Right. Right. All right. Just pr- just pointing that out, gang. Uh, and he has a longer shelf life and a longer earning potential than a lot of these football players that are going to try to make his that need to be healthy uh, to to go try to get drafted and get paid. Mike Norvell led Memphis to the best team, best season in program history. Led him to a Cotton Bowl, their first New Year's Six Bowl ever. And he wasn't there to coach it because he was chasing something else. Don't begrudge him. I'm glad he's here, clearly. But let's keep that in mind when we criticize players for doing the same thing coaches have been doing uh, forever. Uh, he opted out of the Cotton Bowl. Well, he had 12 starters opt out of the Orange Bowl. Um, that's how life shook out this year for Florida State. I don't think it will always be like that as he continues to build this program up. But this year was a perfect storm. Um, Plus, you think about the guys that opted out. They were all kind of, not hurt, but they had been, uh, you know, banged up. Almost all of them, except Verse, right? Yeah. Like we said, Fabian Lovett didn't practice much all year. Um, Tatum Bethune had really been struggling with a knee. Uh, We knew that in the ACC championship game. Braden Fisk had been struggling with an injury. Keon Coleman hadn't practiced in six weeks. Johnny Wilson had had two concussions. Trey Benson had some stuff going on, as you saw in that last run against uh, Florida when when he put the game away with the touchdown run. Like all those dudes, uh, Akeem Dent didn't practice much. So it wasn't like fully healthy guys that are going to be fifth-round picks saying, nah, nah, I'm good. All those guys had been kind of banged up all year, and they would have fought like hell to get ready and to be healthy for a playoff game today, as you're listening to this, they would. I feel like they all would have played. They all would have been on the field. They would have fought through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this wasn't worth fighting for for them, and that's what that's what how it ended up shaking out. Yeah, sixty-three to three. The, the tricky thing was, you know, I, I saw so much of it on on the message boards and on on the internet that it started kind of seeping into my consciousness. But like, I, I started kind of feeling some resentment for a lot of the opt outs. I mean, there's like Keon and Jared. I get it. Mean, if you're a slam dunk first round pick, I get it, man. But unless like you got a grade back from the NFL draft advisor that was like second, third round, I just I don't get why fifth round guy sits out this opportunity. And now I guess you could have looked much worse. I don't, I, but I don't think it's going to affect Kalen Deloach. But like when, once Darius Washington went down in that game, I forgot somebody else got banged up, and I'm Robert just like, Scott. yeah, I'm like, imagine if that was Renardo Green. Like yeah. imagine if Renardo Green, you know, tears his, you know, blows his hamstring out or something. 
in, in a game that might have been mildly more competitive had he and Jarian and a couple of those other guys have played. Like, yeah. I'd have felt pretty lousy about it. So it's, it's like a really tricky balance of, you know, weighing your resentment for them, you know, at a certain degree being selfish, but also being kind of logical, as you point out in your column. Well, not only that, but also angry at everything. Like, yeah. again, it, th- there's all that that played into it. Uh, this was not a normal – this was not the Georgia team, as Ira was pointing out on the, on the War Chant rap. Uh, Georgia lost their chance to play in the game because they lost the football game on the field. So they had their chance to be in the playoff. In fact, if they had won that game, Georgia and Florida State would have been playing in New Orleans New Orleans today. Mm. Um, but they didn't. They choked and lost it. So, uh, But they were still – they wanted to finish – because they are Georgia, man. It's a great program. He recruits really good football players. They do buy into his culture. But also, they weren't heartbroken. They had a bad taste in their mouth and they, but because of the way they had played. And they wanted to go show, I think, this is my thought, they wanted to go show the country how good they really were and that they really were a great team and they just had a bad day. They had a bad taste in their mouth from something that happened on the football field to them or with them. They, they did it. They're the ones that lost. Florida State had a bad taste in their mouth because of something that was done to them. And I, I just think there's a, different, there's a different mindset and a different philosophy there when, again, the, when you're told that all 13 of your wins didn't mean enough, why then are you going to go, even if you're a fifth-round pick and you've been busting your ass all year to get healthy and show up every Saturday for this football program, to then go to Miami to play that juggernaut with some other guys that aren't going to be playing? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get it, man. I, I get it. Like, Renardo Greens, he's probably not going to be a – he's not a first-day pick. Might not be the second-day pick. I think he's going to be a draft pick. But, okay, go out there and play. That's awesome. For what? Why risk it? Yeah. They, this sport kind of spat all over you or – Throw the H in there if you want. Um, all over you at the end of the year. And so it just move, – moving forward, we could talk – I think we should talk about two things. Number one, if, if there's anything that can be done to save the Bulls, uh, yeah. because this is just going to keep getting worse. This might be the worst it ever gets, but it's always going to be something like this. You guys watch that Ohio State game? Mm. That looked like the team that had played all year? Not really. What What's the point of that? What was the point of that game? Um, but – you know, how do you bounce back from this? Is this just a stupid exhibition game that you immediately flush? Or is it is there a stench that can come from a historic butt-kicking of epic, un, unseen proportions ever before that can linger over a program? That's That's what, again, that's what they have to deal with now that they decided to go play that game and lose by 60 points. Well, they didn't decide to. Georgia kind of dictated it, but but point taken, point taken. Uh, how about you take some vitaminenergy.com, everybody. Start your new year off on the right foot. 260 milligrams of all-natural caffeine gives you energy for seven hours, and depending on which variety you choose, maybe it'll enhance your focus, maybe your mood, uh, maybe your immune response. It's all in one little bottle, less than two ounces. You shake it, you take it. That's how easy it is. It's energy with benefits. Vitaminenergy.com. The promo code again, WarChampBogo. WarChamp, B-O-G-O. Buy one, get one free. Buy five, get five free. That's how it works. One-to-one matching you up. The world's first and only clinically proven, clinically tested energy shot to reduce brain fog, enhance your mood, as well as your energy levels. Check them out. They're Florida State alums. Shout out to the, the GOAT, Joel Davis. Uh, Josiah sent me a photo like a week back. Uh, I think he, he did the BOGO. I think he bought three and got three free. 
So oh, he, there you go, Joel. See, but, nothing gets by that guy. Nothing, nothing. Maybe he's even, he's going to be better now that he's got the Vitamin Energy on the mm. on the palate there. So shaking to take it, VitaminEnergy.com. Promo code is WordChantBogo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Corey, if they would have, if six of the guys that had opted out had played, um, other than your first round picks, or I'll include your first round picks, if six guys would have played this game that didn't, how much different would it have played out? Do I get to pick the six? Sure, absolutely. If the whole defensive line is there, okay. Um, just every, so verse Fisk Farmer again. Farmer didn't. I hate to say that Fisk and Farmer opted out. Right. I think they're two guys. No, they're that hurt. Could have, they're hurt, man. They're injured. But I, but I think if the game meant something, they would have played. That's Fair. the impression I got from Norvell. It's not that they just sat out. They are. They, they didn't make up an injury. It's not like NBA where they um, the load management or they say, oh, somebody's got an ankle, he can't play. The, the, these were legitimate injuries, but I also think they would have played if it mattered. At least Fisk. Uh, I, I think there might be rumors out there that Farmer might have had surgery, but Fisk, oh, okay. to All our right. knowledge, that has But also, but I think Bethune, I think Bethune would have played. Yeah. Um, so let's say that you have all, everybody in your front seven that, that did not play, plays. Okay. Fair. Um, and then... Bethune? Is who you're yeah, but, yeah that's what I mean. Bethune, and then you throw in Johnny and Keon. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you lose by... With Brock, points. with Brock at quarterback or Tate yeah. at quarterback? With Brock at with quarterback. Brock at quarterback. Okay. You lose by 20 points. Okay. They, they wouldn't – look, man, the Florida State defense, the la- the starting defense, I know George is different, but Louisville's not horrible. And Florida is an SEC school with some dudes. I mean, heck, they, they had Georgia's new running back, Florida did. Uh, the last 38 drives that defense was on the field, they gave up one touchdown. They gave up nine in a row on Saturday. And I shouldn't even say they. The people wearing the Florida State uniform gave up nine in a row. That was not going to happen if the if the Florida State defense was intact. Uh, Georgia would probably have scored in the neighborhood of twenty eight to thirty, uh, just because I think they still would have gotten some short fields, and Florida State would have kept having to punt or give it back to them uh, because I just it wasn't going to work out all that well, um, even with Keon and Johnny. But yeah, I would say you lose by twenty. Okay. Uh, I know you want to talk about solutions. We'll get to that in a second here. One other thing I wanted to kind of ask you, and I don't, I don't think the the hot takes out there that came from all kind of corners of of southeastern football Twitter regarding culture. I mean, those those felt again. I don't know if those were disingenuous either. I just I I don't think they really have tried to put themselves in the shoes of what it would feel like to be Florida State, go thirteen and zero. Right. Or, or kind of know the history of the program the last couple of years and right. what all these guys did do and sacrifice to be on the 2023 team. Right, but what concerns me is like everybody outside is saying one thing and then everybody inside the bubble says another. So I, 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 I don't like to you know just simply say that hey, they, don't, they don't get it, they're not close enough to it, but you know, sometimes you maybe need some distance from things. But like, a lot of those guys on the Georgia team, again, they have never been through that kind of emotional letdown that Florida State was. Um, but decide to play the game. Uh, yeah. Bryce Young, the number one overall pick in the NFL last year, 
played in quote-unquote meaningless New Year's Six Bowl game. Will Anderson, who was a first-round pick, played in a meaningless bowl game for a program that is used to competing for national titles. And I don't know, maybe that's the weird thing here is that Florida State has not competed for a national title in a long time. Georgia has. But you would feel that would make Georgia less inclined to want to play in this game. So I don't want to say it's culture, but there's something – there's got to be something more than just the heartbreak and the disappointment of getting snubbed that put this in motion to where it, it went to such a huge degree of guys opting out. And maybe we can get into that in terms of how we can fix it. But the culture thing, it's not fair to pin it on that and, and to pump the chest of Alabama, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, and Georgia. But there are, I don't know, in 10 years from now, if Mike Norvell's still here and they've won two championships um, – would it be different? It would never be this bad. But right. do you think it would be as good? Would it be as sustained and kind of intact as Kirby was able to keep his team? I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah, I think so. I just think, you know, Kirby's been there nine years. Um, he has established uh, a program that is used to winning championships, obviously. Um, and those guys have a lot of pride. Um, and I just think, honestly, when you're – when at least at that school right now, typically, if you're not a first or second round pick, they you, you play in the game. Uh, I think Bryce Young and Will Anderson are complete and utter anomalies. I don't think that's going to be the case moving forward in case I know it isn't. I mean, I, Marvin Harrison didn't play. Jane Daniels didn't play. Caleb Williams didn't play. Drake May didn't play. Half the Miami offense didn't play. Like, it is more, you know, it is more common for the opt-outs for guys that are draftable than not. Um it's not common to have 13 of them, essentially. I, I, you know, I, it's hard to call Tate an opt-out because he, he portaled out. To me, opting out is like I'm not going to play because I'm thinking about playing in the NFL. I'm opting out of this game. Tate portaled out. Um, but, you know, whatever the case may be, you had 30 guys decide they weren't going to play. Well, 28. Malcolm Ray, shout out. He's in the portal. He played. Thomas Schrader's in the portal. He played. They stayed and played. Um but I, Preston it's hard Daniel. to say. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to say, man. I, I, I don't think it'll ever be like this again. And I think, look, when you when you got so close to where you wanted to be, you earned your right to be in this spot. And then it's taken away from you. And then you're like, well, Jared's not playing. Johnny's not playing. Keon's not playing. Obviously, Jordan's not playing. Well, Fabian's not playing. Well, what real shot do we have here? We're gonna get beat badly. Why then am I going to play? and risk either injury or a horrible film and hurt my future and my draft stock for a team who's already done, team whose season has already ended. Uh, I, I, I can see a domino effect, right, like a snowball effect that isn't normal for most teams, and I don't think will be normal again. Again, you know, there weren't – you know, to me the culture – Jared Verse came back. Johnny came back. Jordan Travis came back. Keon came here. And they all played and won a championship together. I think that speaks more for the culture, in my opinion, than guys opting out. I think the guys opting out spoke, again, to, number one, what happened in that conference room, but also just where the system is. I mean, there's no incentive to play in these bowl games if they don't matter. They've incentivized championships over nothing else. And if you're not playing for a championship, why play? Florida State last year at least was chasing something, a 10-win season. This year... You know, even well, fourteen and zero would have been pretty cool, though, man. Right, but is Jared Verse gonna? Does it mean that much yeah. to Jared Verse? You know what I mean. Yeah. And if you don't have Jared Verse and Keon and Johnny 
and you know you have a second or third string quarterback, you know, I don't think you think your chances are very good. I think, look, man, weirdly, I think if Jordan Travis was the starting quarterback and somehow they had gotten left out, which I fully in my heart believe they would have, even if Jordan was healthy, and Jordan played in the Orange Bowl, I think half those guys play. Yeah. I just think when you know you've got a third string quarterback, they're not dumb. They saw the film. They could read mock drafts. You got a third string quarterback with all his weapons on offense out. You're like, we don't stand a chance in this one anyway. And I, I just think that can have a snowball effect, sadly, but that's you know, that's kind of the nature of this sport right now. And will continue to be until they figure something out. I bit my tongue, by the way, Aslan. Well, back I like, think I'm bleeding. Oh wow. We need to take a you need to take a timeout here, thirty second timeout. You want to Hell check no. out? I'm right. tough. No one makes you bleed your own blood. <laughs> Nobody tastes. I don't want to taste my own blood. I taste other people's blood. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a very just unprecedented thing to kind of deal with here. Um, it was sixty three to three though. Yeah, that's yeah. what's so. Yeah, that's well, kind of what I that's wrote. That's unprecedented the column. as well. That's I mean, what I mean. That's what makes it so unprecedented. Is like I wrote in the column about how Jakai in the back of the end zone jumping up and down, right. waving his arms because yeah. Brock Glenn didn't see him. By the way, Jakai, calm that down. You played awesome. You you showed he up. Wanted you actually played. He wanted to uh, win. He's like, I mean, make but plays. let's not let's not show up our quarterback by jumping up and down and say, hey, I was over here. I was over here. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. Don't do that again. But Jakai played awesome. Uh, ran hard, ran very hard, uh, was the reason they got a few first downs out of the few that they had. Uh, but him jumping up and down and waving his arms like that in the end zone was like, w- to me, was what the Orange Bowl was doing to college football. Yeah. Like, look at look over here. Look at this. Look at what this has become. Look how ridiculous this is. Not just that all these guys sat out. I mean, again, man, Ohio State just played in the Cotton Bowl. All those people spent all that money to go to that game. And they, what, they scored three points? think so. Yeah. You know, their best player didn't play. Their quarterback was already at another school. Like, this is just insanity mm. to try to keep these bowl games mattering when, you know, you have t- – Florida, Florida State had 53 scholarship players available for that game. Mm. Remember, folks, you're allowed 85. They had 53, less than an NFL team or right at an NFL team. Uh, and of those 53, you had a Cryer, you had a Burrell, you had a Nicholson. You had Quindarius Jones. You had Conrad Hussey. You had Ashlyn Barker. Guys that might be good someday, but have not ever played. That's the roster you were left. So I think that's what I – the image of Ja'Kai jumping up and down and waving his arms, to me, was what that game did to the college football bowl system. Like, you've got to address this now. Look at this now and figure out some way to make this not a complete and utter embarrassment. Well, the, which the, is what the bowl season has become, in my opinion. It would help if Saban wasn't so mealy mouthed with his statement earlier last week, where basically he was talking, he, pointing out, "Hey, this is an issue." I'm not saying it's bad, but it's an issue. And then Kirby had his, you know, pretty nice kind of, uh, you know, sportsmanship moment in the post game conference that you uh, quoted in your column, just about listen, like what happened to that team on the other sideline is not fair. Um, right. I, like, I don't, I don't know how to fix this, but we need it to needs figure. needs to be fixed. Yeah, yeah but, that's what he said. It uh, needs well, to fi- be well, fixed. You guys need to step up, and, and I don't. He was a little bit more forthcoming than Saban. Saban just, Saban, Kirby. I don't know who else has the juice in the in the sport right now that is a coach. But man, they've they've got to either come up with like a seed of a solution to to say, hey, like us being around these players, we think this is what will help motivate them to play in these games. Or, like, there needs to be, like, a joint statement by 35 of the Power 5 coaches that, like, we want to create a work group to figure out a way to fix this because otherwise we're just punting to who? Like, Charlie Baker in the NCAA? Bill Hancock in the College Football Playoff Committee? Like, and I'm not trying to be rude to those people, but, like, 
what ESPN, we need to go to the television partners. You guys figure out a way to make these things more entertaining and, and, and more representative yeah. of what the games have been. I just I don't know who's going to be able to come. And it all, it's all going to come down to money, too, right? That's the, yeah. I, We're dancing around that, too. Like, we need to fix it. it just nobody wants to say, hey, listen, me as the coach, I'll, I'll take a million dollars out of my salary to get my guys to play this game. Well, like, Kirby Smart got like $200,000 for coaching in that game. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something if it was given to the guys that were on the field? Kirby already makes ten because I feel like million, it, and that's a that's a nice that's a nice dollar figure, and that that won't necessarily break Kirby Smart or Mike Norvell. I think two hundred thousand dollars probably gets. I think Norvell was even more than that, man. I think he got yeah. like a an incentive of well, some of these coaches. I'm not sure if they get to a New Year's Six Bowl, get like half a million dollars. Right. Well, maybe these athletic departments, if they don't want to lose by sixty points on national TV. They'll figure out a way. And not, I mean, I guess the NCAA would have to figure this out. Or more, you're more right. You're right, man. ESPN needs to figure it out. Because yeah. people, what were the ratings for that game in the third quarter? Other yeah. than Florida and Miami fans hate watching. What, what were the reasons to watch that game at all? And someone uh, like me that, that is not comfortable with pay for play, like I'm not, man. And, and I, I know what it's done for this program, and I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of it. But like at the core of me, I don't like that. I think you can frame a bowl stipend in a pretty palatable way. Because I think, yeah. you know, Saban said that for a long time, bowls were a reward for programs and players. And I think we can all feel good about, like, hey, we went 11-1, and one. we're going to the Cotton Bowl, um, every player is going to get $50,000 bonus for that. I, as opposed to, like, all right, we've got to sign this kid to an NIL deal so that he shows up to our campus. Even I found this out this weekend, too, Cord. Do you know that a lot of these kids actually get money just to visit now? Mm. just to visit you. So next time you see a kid visiting a school and thinking like, oh, man, he really likes them. They're really in the mix. It's just kind of like, well, they can go everywhere and keep collecting check after check after check after check. But I digress. I think there, there, there is something in there that can satisfy both sides of this, where it's the pro player aspect and the, the, the traditionalist aspect of this, where I, I think I'm, I'm cool with giving a cash pay for play in this bowl game, if like you're obviously you don't need it if you're playing in the playoff game, but maybe these you know the post Christmas bowl games where a lot of these players are, are accustomed to playing in big time games because I don't know like, do, do we do we need to pay the kids at Coastal Carolina to play in the right. Royal Beach Bowl? Uh, but I don't want to feel them. You have could to feel you left could pay them a couple yeah. hundred. Uh, yeah. Give them a give them a fifty dollar gas card, yeah. something something to help them out. No, look, man, I think you could incentivize it, but I don't think it should be on the schools. I think it should be on. The uh, broadcast partners or the actual events? Mm. How, how much money have all these Orange Bowl executives made over the years? You want people to show up? You want people to be fired up for your game and not have you know not have so many tickets available? Um, you know, I, I assume they didn't make as much money in that game as they thought they would with Florida State and Georgia. Right. We'll give these kids an incentive to play, and that means Brock Bowers too. Like, there's a lot of people that I would have loved to see Brock Bowers. Maybe not in that game, yeah. <laughs> but I would have loved to see Brock Bowers play in person. That would be cool to say that I saw that. Um, and, and we didn't get a chance. Now, he was hurt, sure, I get it, but uh, I don't know that he would have played either way, um, even if he wasn't hurt, and they certainly didn't need him. But, yeah, I think you can incentivize it uh, to, to make it worth their while financially. Uh, that's what happens, folks, in real sports, and uh, not real sports, professional sports. Um, World Series winners get a share, get a higher share. They get paid if they win. The NBA champs, the NBA just gave up, what, $500,000 a player? 
to the winner of that stupid in-season tournament? Hey, it was great, man. Call it stupid. That Those games are really no, I mean, but like competitive. It, sure, it's a silly it was, concept. Yeah. But it's it, silly, it, though. It was but successful, it was, though. It was successful. But it, and, and that's a good that's a pretty good incentive. Probably not for LeBron. That's yeah. his uh, – I don't know what that is. His pizza money. Hey, uh, Michael Jordan doesn't have an in-season tournament title, so, I mean – <laughs> That's right. He is the GOAT. Yeah. That's going to be on his plaque. Uh, so, yeah, so there, there's other avenues to go down, man. I, You know – um, and I and I don't think I'm being reactionary just because I just saw the worst bowl loss in in college football history because it's it's just getting worse. Like these games that are going to be played today, the other games, yeah. they're all going to be missing people. You know, LSU Wisconsin would be a fun game to watch. Oh yeah, Jane Daniels isn't playing. You know, Ohio State would have been fun. Ohio State versus Missouri with Marvin Harrison going would have been a fun game. It wasn't. I you know every all these teams are going to have multiple guys sitting out. It's just what this sport is now. So. Maybe you can incentivize most of those kids to stay and play in the game. Uh, I know a lot of us want to say, what about school spirit? Why don't you just stick with your team and play play with your team? I get that side, too. I get how disgusting that was to watch on Saturday. I get the anger on that side. I don't want you to think that I'm preach or, uh, preaching to you guys or what, however you say, lecturing you guys on how you should feel about it. Because as I was watching it, I was angry and sad and stupefied. I was angry I was there. And I can tell you who else was angry was Ira Chauffel. Oh, my God. Holy crap. <laughs> Cursing at the top of the word chant rap. Just a, just one of the one of the lit- many. litany of things that he was up <laughs> just going off about. Holy moly. Grumpy, grumpiest old man, that guy. A lot of people get Christmas bonus, end-of-year bonuses. I think the bowl game can be that financial windfall, if you will, for these players. And I think – most people that even are in my camp that don't like the pay-for-play sort of structure right now would be fine with it. Sure. So that's and it, and it could be a part of a collective contract that you sign. Or, you know, David Hales had this idea forever, and I'm kind of coming around to it. Only no, because I, don't put the bowl games as preseason games. Well, do you remember, like, they used to – you remember, like, the Pigskin Classic? Right, right. Yeah. FSU played BYU in that, and they used to have the kickoff classic and the Meadowlands. Uh, and even the Florida State-Alabama game was like the Chick-fil-A – Kickoff, classic yeah. thing, kickoff classic. Yeah. Why not just make that the Chick Fil A Bowl, and then the kid, the, the players still get the reward of going to that game, getting to do all the stuff that they would get to do anyway, but actually playing a game that matters and putting it at the beginning of the season. But the problem is, what do we do from December fifth yeah. to New Year's Day? Well, look, the playoff, the playoff starts in the middle. It's only two weeks without football, and then the playoffs start. So if you're going to do it, look, like, imagine the way this worked out. Everybody clears their schedule for week zero. Every team in the country has a no week zero game. And then you go into next year, not a great not a great thing, but you're playing Georgia in the Orange Bowl. That's, your, that's how you start the season. Not a great way to start it's the not, season. It's not, yeah. But – Better than it, you can also three, lose likely. the game yeah. with a full roster, and still theoretically, we know it wouldn't happen with the committee. But theoretically, you could lose to Georgia by thirty points and still find yourself in the in a playoff game. Well, you can win the conference. Like it just, I, I it, it was just such a dud, man. In this whole bowl season, there've been some good games. There've been some fun games. The Clemson Kentucky game was good. It was fun, but there've been so many duds and just not real representations of the team. You know, just not representations of what the team was. And that that's not what this the bowl season has ever been. It's always been about, man, wouldn't this be a cool matchup? 
to see Florida State versus Ohio State in 1997, two teams that think they should be playing for the national championship. Now they're playing in the Sugar Bowl, and they care, and they're motivated. Well, those days are completely gone, which is why I think the bowl system is forever changed and probably gone. It might be gone in a decade, man. Yeah. It has to be completely altered, though. Uh, and Florida State might have been the turning point for it to happen because that was – you can't look away from that, man. You can't look away from 63-3. to You can't ignore that. That was uh, that was an indictment of the entire system, that, that debacle. One final five-minute segment coming up, but don't forget mybookie.ag. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere. And when you use the promo code WARCHANT, when you sign up for the first time, you get an instant cash deposit bonus. That's right. You put money in, and they give you – more money on top of that. Live betting, live casino, future bets, everything over at mybookie.ag. Let's get crazy. Let's go with a bunch of overs. LSU, Wisconsin, 57, over. Tennessee, Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. 36, no, I don't know, no Joe Milton. Still going to say the over. And we're going to take Oregon, minus 18. What do you think about the playoff games, though, Corey? Michigan, minus two against Alabama and Pasadena in the Rose Bowl. And right now, Texas favored by four in New Orleans against Washington, the nightcap later tonight. I think Texas wins handily, um, and I think Alabama wins outright. All right. That's great. Just because why wouldn't they? That's not what I want. That's what nobody wants. So that means that's exactly what will happen. All right. Well, I hope they're. I hope they don't win going away, Texas. I hope there's some good competitive football because I'm driving back from my mother's house to Tallahassee today, so I can mm. watch and enjoy these games. Get the 63 to three off my palate. Uh, get some wins to start your season off. Do it at mybookie.ag. Again, the promo code is Warchant. Corey, this is maybe not the best way to go out on our first show of the year, but you said you liked the way Jakai played. I agree. I think there was some stuff from Brock that looked pretty cool that you're like, okay, mm-hmm. there's there's some yep. stuff that we can probably work with. Yep, yep. Um, other than that, though, it was you had to kind of maybe squint really hard. And, again, it's not representative of what these kids can be after 15 more spring practices and a full preseason. This uh, coaching staff has shown the ability to, to develop players. Um, but did it underscore the, the vast sort of uh, gap between – high school elite recruiting over multiple years of what Kirby's been able to do and what Florida State can do. Yeah. Um, how does this affect maybe your outlook on what Florida State can be next year and just how has the number moved up in your head to what they need to do in the portal in terms of getting X amount of players to replace Jordan gone, Jared gone, Keon, Johnny, Jaheim, Trey. I mean, those are excellent, fantastic college football players and it, it's a tough ask to, to replace them, but if you don't, you're you're going to look like an eight and f- eight and four, nine and three football team, which isn't oh, the man, end of the world. You, but maybe I mean you can't look at what you saw on Saturday, um, and I know it was an ex- very very extenuating circumstances, guys thrown into the fire. But you can't look at what you saw on the field Saturday and think that's an eight win team. Um, look, the defense, who who didn't play that will play next year? Farmer, that's it. Yeah. Like I'm talking about currently on the roster. Right. That's right. it. So that's what you have, gang. And on offense, that's what you have. Except Toa Feely. Uh Toa Feely will be back, but all those other guys, none of the you know, the guys that sat out on offense, they're they're all gone. So that's what your offense as it stands right now, the roster stands right now. That's what your football team looks like, save for twenty two freshmen coming in, and you know they're uh, most of them won't be able to help you. That being said, um, I think Cryer has a chance. I think Nicholson has a chance. I think that's that. Those were that was good experience for both of them. 
They didn't play well, clearly, as a defense. I actually thought Cryer played pretty well. But, um, though, you know, they, they, they're going to get better. They're going to get stronger. They're going to get bigger. That's what freshmen do. Um, but that's your linebacking core. You know, that's it. That's what you got right now. That's your secondary. So, yeah, it was all exposed. Like what, what you need to, what you need to do, and you also need to keep in mind, like those guys, the defense that you saw on Saturday. I do want to point this out because I was thinking about it um, with my eleven hours in the car last day. Um, <laughs> hey, you can fly. It's your choice. Ah, Barry. come on, nobody does that anymore. Um, you know, I, I think that there were so many guys open. Like, look, some of those throws down the sideline that the Bell kid made, just great catches. What are you going to do? Yeah. A oh lot of gosh. their completions yeah. were just wide open dudes. That's that's lack of communication and that's easy bad runs and holes wide yes. gaping holes being those formed. are the, that was 2020 stuff yeah. and that's 2020 happened because you had a lot of dudes that didn't get to practice together that didn't know each other that were young and inexperienced trying to learn on the fly that's what Saturday was give them a whole off season to work together give them a spring practice to work alongside each other. And they will get better. The communication won't be that bad. Now, they might not be – you might not have a Jared Verse. You might not have a Brain Fisk. But you'll have guys that will most likely be where they're supposed to be. That was a – it wasn't a lack of talent necessarily, not in all cases. It was just a lack of experience. Like, that's why guys are running wide open because guys don't know – the defense or defenders don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Why would they? They've been practicing together for seven days. Not, not 150 – like those, a lot of the guys that played, like Jabril Rawls and people like that, were scout team defenders, and now they're playing in the game against Georgia. Quindarius Jones didn't get a meaningful rep all year. Well, now Cypress gets hurt. He's in the game for the last three quarters. So just know that that that's not who they are. That's not that doesn't define what their careers will be. They will all get better, um, but will they be good enough? Will they improve enough in the next nine months? to give you, get you in the playoff conversation. Uh, that, to me, is a long way of answering, yeah, go hit the portal. Mm. Get yourself something. I, I literally almost hit every position. I was really disappointed with the wide receiver play. Um, I don't even know if I say the play. Like, just the production. Well, Kentron, I thought, played great, too. We haven't said his no, name. He's, it's like, you know what? We know he's good. We know yeah. he can be good. We've seen it. Yeah. I wanted all the other guys that had not done anything in a game to do it. But no, the other the only guys that did anything were Kentron and Jakai, and we know what they are anyway. Yeah. Now, look, I don't think we really know the full extent of Kentron because he just can't get his feet under him. He's a good player, like we talked about a lot. He was the best wide receiver in the spring before Keon came. Um, he can he, be a number two wide receiver on absolutely. an ACC championship team. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. But who's the one? Yeah. Um, we think guys will be it. We think guys are going to improve. But until you do it in a game, you, ain't, you aren't a number one. So, I, you know, I think wide receiver, you need to maybe go get yourself something. Uh, yeah, I know you got four guys coming in, but they're freshmen. Ten. I'm uh, just saying, Corey, ten. If they don't get at least nine to ten players in the portal that are, like, high-end guys that have done stuff, uh, like, I, I don't want to say disappointed, but just the, the feeling of this being sustained yeah. kind of maybe is in jeopardy. At well, least, you know, for, not, for not, next not, year. Yeah, not Norvell's yeah. tenure but, or the way he can build this program ultimately, but, like, Building off this and, and, and making yeah. it your sort of you know, yeah, I agree, man. I, I think almost at every position. I think running back, unless you're counting on those two freshmen to come in and play immediately, um, you know, I think you you might need to go get yourself one there. Uh, quarterback, obviously, 
Uh, defensive lineman, uh, you got Marvin. I think you need one or two more at least. I guess that kid from Purdue, Jeff Cameron, yeah, that, said he watched his film and said he's an absolute dog. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nice, man. That'd yeah. be that changes your defense. Led the Big Ten in sacks. Yeah, like a real yeah, he's player. really good. If yeah. you can go land him, but so I guess the silver lining to sixty-three to three Aslan mm. is twofold. Number one, uh, it tells the coaching staff and the powers that be that maybe pull some strings. Uh yeah. Roster needs some help. Let's let's make this let's get the roster upgraded a little bit. And two, it shows people in the portal. You know what? I think I got a chance to play at Florida State. Yeah. I, looks like they they could use me. Mm. Looks like they got some holes to fill. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's where the silver lining comes from. Sixty three to three. Um, I and I look, man. I I was just I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not down on the kids that opted out. I'm not down on – I'm certainly not down on the season. It was just such a disappointing – depressing. There's no – Unjust. There's no, unjust, unjust, but it, there's yeah. no way – and maybe this is where Ira's angst came from. There's no way this magical season that we got to uh, – you know, We live. got to talk about, write thing. about, and yeah. live yeah. Um, and document that should have ended like that. Absolutely. With Georgia – Fans mocking your mocking the war chant as you lo- give up nine straight touchdowns. That's not what this team deserved. Clearly, that's that's not what this program is anymore. And it just it was just depressing to watch it to watch it up close. Just like I'm sure many people that were there would say the same thing. That was not that was not Florida State. That was not a competitive football game. I don't. In hindsight, it makes I don't know why they were there. Mm-hmm. Why 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 send your JB to go play the varsity? Um, it just it, it it didn't it didn't accomplish anything. Like I it, like even if Hakeem would have had a seventy one yard touchdown, it's like well there's something to build on. Mm. Other than Brock Glenn making a couple of nice throws, I don't know that there was anything to build on all right, off that all right. game. All right. So that's all. Well, I, I know we're done. We're done, buddy. Moving, done. Fo- I just, moving forward into a new year, everybody. Uh, that's it- right. We're done. We're not going to talk about the Orange Bowl ever again, Aslan. <laughs> ever uh, again. Stay connected to WarChant.com. Coverage of the portal obviously going down. Matt Lassier, Michael Langston, Michael Langston, Matt Lassier, keeping you updated. Hit the thumbs up. Head to also, it is, we should we should let people know, it is officially basketball season now if you want to get really depressed. Okay, okay. I was going to say uh, 236 days until uh, the Georgia Tech game in Ireland, and we're just mm. going to probably take 235 days off until then, but we're not going to. Oh, yes, don't say that. Don't say uh, that. No show for you folks tomorrow. That's right. Sorry, gang. We're watching football. <laughs> Whatever it is, the playoff games will have rosters. Everything else is just up for grabs. Uh, but everything you need over for Florida State is going to be at warchant.com, the ultimate semo sports source. Hit the thumbs up on the way out if you folks don't mind. Hope you folks had a great New Year's Day. Health and happiness to everybody. But, again, mm-hmm. except those miscreants I dealt with down in Broward <laughs> County. For Put Corey, some weight. Put yeah. some weight on the bar, Unbelievable. Come on. He's Corey Clark. I'm Aslan Hudjavani. Thank you for listening to Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.